Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. What timer score? This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Scott with you, Brendan. We went a little deep track, old school Canadian for everybody to open the show. Have you ever heard of Crash Vegas before I brought it up with you this morning? I don't think so, but I'll tell you what, they give me a real Cranberries vibe. I don't know about you. Yeah, uh, some might think the uh, lead singer has a voice a bit like uh, Edie Brickell and the New Bohemians as well. Uh, Crash Vegas was a indie band out of Toronto, late 1980s, early 90s, had marginal success, but uh, Crash Vegas, and we'll be hitting on that a little bit to uh, open today's edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, by or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Hugh Porter and the staff at Digitex want you to stay safe and stay positive. Um, Lots to get to on today's show. Uh, the big news involving the National Hockey League Phase 3 has officially been announced. The NHL and the NHLPA have uh, committed to July 10th being the start of training camps. So that is interesting. Are we closing in on the potential of... Uh, 
pod locations for teams to be playing at, hub cities, etc. Well, Rob uh, Faye is out of uh, Vancouver. He's a uh, Vancouver sports personality. He tweeted out last night that uh, his source indicates that the league has uh, financially secured a venue commitment for Vegas. And this includes accommodation and travel costs. So uh, that will be uh, interesting. We've talked a lot about Vegas uh, being a potential hub city. Uh, the fact that uh, Vegas, I, I believe they've got over 20 of their casinos currently up now, but they've got several other resorts that they could access and the belief would be non-smoking uh, resort without table games was something else that uh, Rob Fay had uh, tweeted out uh, last night. Also out of Vancouver yesterday, uh, Ben Kuzma, who we have had on the show on numerous occasions uh, over the last several years, uh, Ben Kuzma and uh, Robin Brownlee worked out of a, a powerhouse uh, Kamloops uh, newspaper a number of years ago. That's where Greg Drennan finished off during the course of his career uh, as well. At least, uh, he, I mean, he's still writing right now, but in terms of with the newspaper up there in Kamloops, Ben Kuzma had an interview uh, with John Horgan, the premier of British Columbia, and uh, Horgan admitted during the course of that interview that Jason Kenney from Alberta, the pr uh, Premier, had talked to Horgan about a joint effort uh, approach to uh, dealing with the federal government on the 14-day quarantine. This is not a joint bid for Edmonton and uh, Vancouver to have uh, tried to secure, uh, you know, National Hockey League teams playing in their respective cities, but rather a joint effort to broach the subject Um in terms of the quarantine, and the quarantine is going to play a real big factor moving forward. I can tell you that I've received information uh, that uh, obviously, you know, we all know Jason Kenney had reached out to Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, to Christopher Freeland as well, uh, and we're still sort of in a situation here where there is a 14-day quarantine and it's uh, only uh, necessary travel across the border, etc. And that same olive branch that Jason Kenney reached out to John Horgan, he also... Uh, uh, went down a similar uh, path to uh, Ford. The uh, pre uh, I was going to say, yeah, it's Rob Ford, right? Is that who? Uh, I got to get my Fords right here. Here, anyways. Uh, bottom line here is uh, Premier Ford of Ontario. Uh, Jason Kenney also reached out there as well, and that olive branch was uh, not accepted on the behalf of Ford. Now, there's some different challenges between the position that the state of or province of Ontario's in and the province of uh, Alberta's in right now, but. Uh, I would suggest to you that Kenny has been the most proactive regarding, you know, where we're going to be at. When are we going to lift the 14-day quarantine? Uh, is there a way that you could go a different route to potentially secure uh, Edmonton as a hub city moving forward? Time will tell on that front. So, um we don't know, and the border is going to play a big deal. You've heard John, uh, you know, at various different times, John Shannon's talked about this yesterday. He referenced Bill Daly in the 14-day quarantine. Uh, that's a, a big issue for the National Hockey League. I will tell you this point blank right here, right now, that if it is not lifted, I could foresee a, I mean, obviously, if it doesn't get lifted, that's going to be making it extremely difficult for Edmonton to be a hub city. That'll be a given. Most of you can figure that out. But take it one step further. Uh, the training camp on July 10th, I mean, Jim Benning in Vancouver has already spoken about the fact that the uh, Canucks would potentially look at a um, American location to have their training camp. It would not surprise me if the Maple Leafs uh, have uh, gone down that path. Uh, 
Calgary. I believe I read somewhere that the Calgary Flames, Brad Treleman had mentioned it as well. It's entirely possible that all the Canadian teams that are in the playoffs, so there's six left as we speak, all four in the West, and then the the Leafs and the Canadians could be setting up their training camps in the United States where the federal government put a special caveat in place so that uh, major professional uh, athletes in basketball and hockey and and soccer, as an example, could come back and not have to... uh, to quarantine for that uh, time period, especially if the pod cities or the hub cities are, are in the in the U.S. And that uh, you know, right now appears uh, to be the more likely scenario. But I, we've talked all along that Vegas has been sort of leading at the clubhouse uh, on this. And again, Nevada playing from a, a stacked deck, both literally and figuratively, because the amount of money that they, the stupidity taxes, my friends often refer to it, uh, the amount of money that they uh, bring in uh, through the casinos through tax. So we'll wait and see on that front. Quick update on the situation in Edmonton COVID-19. Um, yesterday, 22 new cases in Edmonton, uh, now 134 uh, cases currently in the city. Uh, on June 1st, Edmonton was at 44. I will tell you, there's been 12,500 plus tests done in Edmonton over the last 10 days. That is a lot. Alberta remains by far uh, the province that is testing the most, and there's been over 12,500 tests uh, that have been, uh, uh, you know, executed here in the city of Edmonton and just under a hundred positive tests, which is roughly off the top of my head, about 0.8% are coming back uh, positive. So yes, there's been a spike. Uh, that was to be expected. I know that there was an explanation, uh, you know, a couple of it had to do with some family gatherings and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the stat that's probably a little bit more interesting and, and frankly stunning when you think about, you know, how significant a lot of the expected challenges were going to be uh, on this front. Edmonton's been really lucky. I mean, we've just had one death in the last 41 days in this city, just 13 overall. Vancouver, by the way, Vancouver Coastal, that's the, uh, you know, in the Edmonton zone, by the way, includes Sherwood Park and uh, Stony Plain and St. Albert and all those fine communities uh, at the Edmonton Health Zone at 13 deaths since the start of the pandemic. Vancouver Coastal is at 86. Calgary is at 11, 111. Uh, dating back to June 6th, which is the last update I could find on Wikipedia, Toronto's at 952. And as of this morning, uh, because Quebec Health does a great job updating all our respective dis- uh, you know, districts, the city of Montreal is at 3,130. So there you go. I mean... Uh, We've been a little bit lucky. Many of you have been really committed, and uh, we're going to need to continue to battle through it. It's not going to be easy. Some of you are frustrated and exasperated that uh, things have been shut down. Others of you are uh, free thinkers and probably a little bit conflicted with some of the messaging that comes out there once in a while at the uh, political level. Uh, I would suggest that there are some in politics that like to uh, be politically expedient in these matters and use situations to their advantage, and others... You give them the benefit of the doubt, they're probably in it for all the right reasons. Uh, So we'll continue to monitor this as time goes on. Coming up on today's show, uh, we will tell you that uh, Louis DeBrusque will join us at about 1240. Brian Burke uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers. For our friends, the Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Brian Burke today at 105. And we're going to have a conversation with Cam Moon. He's the play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. Red Deer sits right between Edmonton and Calgary. And we're going to talk about 
you know, the Edmonton hockey market and the passion that that market has and how it uh, translates to, you know, places like Red Deer, which, you know, is halfway between, you know, the two major cities in this province and what percentage of fans are Oilers and what percentage of fans in Calgary are, are Flames fans. And Cam will give us a, uh, his perspective being down there for the last 20-plus uh, years. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. River Cree opens Friday. The River Creek Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. Uh, I'm available on Twitter, Bob underscore Stoffer. Uh, the show Twitter account is at Oilers now. Brendan Escott is uh, at the 630 Ched Studios. He's How many shows have you missed since the pandemic started, Brendan? Did two? I think I took two, two days off. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So he's been uh, he's been as committed as anybody during the course of this run, and he's a huge part of the show. Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. We will tell you that voting is now open for the Edmonton Oilers All Stars All Time, presented by Six Thirty Ched and Global News Hour at six o'clock. You can visit Six Thirty Ched dot com and cast your vote for players you feel are the greatest Oilers of all time. Then tune in to Six Thirty Ched uh, on this show. And on uh, Reed Wilkins' show, Inside Sports, and then the Global News Hour, which includes uh, Kevin Carius and John Sexsmith, as uh, well as Quinn Phillips, uh, all next week to see if your favorites uh, make the cut. Very quickly, um, very quickly, I will uh, just a couple more things to hit on here. Today, 40 years ago, 40 years ago, the Edmonton Oilers drafted. Paul Coffey in the first round and Yerry Curry in the fourth round. Coffey is second all-time in NHL defense points. He's just behind Ray Bork, who played 200 more games than Coffey. And uh, and then uh, Yerry Curry scored 600 goals. You know, Brendan, i got to tell you that if you get two guys that are Hall of Famers out of one draft year, that's probably a pretty good draft. I thought about tweeting out this morning, like that may have been the most important day in Oilers history in some senses. You could make the argument because of the caliber of players they got, uh, you know, in, the, in that first round. They also got Andy Moog, you know, who, along with Grant Fuhrer, was part of, you know, arguably the best one-two punch in the National Hockey League. So, uh, yep, there you have it. So, 40 years ago today. Tonight was supposed to be, was, was tonight supposed to be the start of the CFL regular season? I believe it was. And I know Morley Scott and Dave Campbell of Blake Dermott and the gang, Brian Hall, uh, they're obviously missing the CFL in a major way. It's a great game. Uh, you know, if you grew up here in town, you, you loved it. And uh, let's just hope we can find a way here moving forward to get back to some semblance of normality. When we come back, we'll go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear and also get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. You know, every year in May, I head off to uh, Disneyland with the family, and they have been obviously shut down since the start of the pandemic. 
things are starting to get back to normal. Disneyland is proposing plans for a phased reopening downtown Disney District July 9th, um, July 17th, Disneyland Park, Disney uh, California Adventure Park, July 23rd, Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa, and uh, Disney's uh, Paradise Pier Hotel. I've stayed at, at both of those hotels, and uh, they are nice, let me tell you. But, uh, you know, it was weird, Brendan, was going there for a number of years, and then you have to clear security now to even get into downtown Disney. And you didn't initially, but they had a, they, you know, a, a violent issue take place there, and that changed the whole dynamic. So it just shows you how things, uh, how things continuously change and evolve in the course of our world. Into uh, our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. So yesterday, Brian Lott was on the show, and he says wide-open playoff hockey may favor young teams. I think to come up with that answer, Bob, you have to first kind of do a little bit of dreaming about what you think the hockey's going to look like. In my mind, the hockey's going to be very wide open. I just had this conversation with a player on the Florida Panthers yesterday who have a younger team. They've got veteran coaches in there now and a few veteran players, but they're still a younger team. And the whole conversation centered around the Stanley Cup championship is more wide open than ever. A team like Florida, who may or may not have made the playoffs, is going to be equal with a lot of other teams. And if they can pull it together, they could go on an incredible run. I was talking specifically to a player that's played in Canada that's known to score goals. And uh, it's not lost on him, the opportunity. It's not lost on him that he's shooting a gazillion pucks every day because he wants to come out of the gate with his shot ready to rock and roll, especially because this particular player happens to be an unrestricted free agent. So there's a lot at stake. When you add it all up, I feel personally the style of hockey will dictate faster, quicker teams, more skilled, will do better. It won't necessarily come down to just age versus youth. Uh, I could look at some teams and say, you know, Chicago, they they have some veteran players that will be incredibly helpful, but they were making moves at the deadline, going the other direction. Trades away Leonard, obviously, Gustafson and Calgary. Um, You know, those will be benefits for the Edmonton Oilers. I look at the Pittsburgh Penguins, and to me, they're the most hardened core and the team that I would be most likely to bet on because I believe that the character in their room is so strong. They've dealt with adversity. they got good coaching. Um, They have a chance to do some significant damage. But it comes down to the style of hockey that's going to be played, and I think it's going to be more 7-6 hockey than maybe the traditional 2-1 hockey we've seen in the past. That is Brian Lawton, who joins us every Wednesday in Oilers Now. Again, a programming note today, Brian Burke is going to do uh, the 12:35 hit today for Canadian Power Pack and Louis DeBrusque at 105. Into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Until June 13th, get up to 80% off at Elite Clearance Center. That's at 28A Street, uh, St. Anne Street uh, in St. Albert. That's 28 
a St. Anne Street in St. Albert. There's a lot of saints in there. Uh, no saints uh, on the uh, broadcaster today, let me tell you. Here's uh, Brendan Escock back in the 630 Chad Studios. He's a real rabble-rouser. There's a, I can't think of a more confusing address than the one we've got to recite there on a daily basis. But head out there, check it out for Elite Promotional Marketing. The NHL has announced, as we mentioned, that it has moved, or will move rather, into Phase 3 of the relaunch strategy officially on July 10th, meaning that's when training camps will open up in club cities. League said there's no forecasted end date for what Phase 3 might look like at this point. Probably early August is when we'll see hockey played if everything goes on this same timeline. BC Premier John Horgan, along with their Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Bonnie Henry, have approved a proposal backing Vancouver as a potential hub cities for game, or hub city for games. Uh, Horgan also said he's written to the Prime Minister to state that case and uh, get some support as well. Possible locations still on the table. Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Toronto, and of course Edmonton as well. Oil Kings forward Dylan Gunther named to Hockey Canada's U18 summer selection camp. So he, along with nine other WHL skaters and two goalies, uh, are, uh, Bob, I'm not even sure what this is going to amount to be because this would have been for the Holinka Gretzky Cup. Yeah. And I think that this is, might just be a longer look for next year's squad, if I can understand right. this correctly. I think they're just recognizing the guys that were supposed to be Maybe on the team that, this yeah, year. It, uh, right. There was nothing concretely out of it, I think. But Dylan Gunther, of course, on that uh, record-setting rookie season he had with the Oil Kings, was given the nod. can also tell you that Alexi Lafreniere, for the second year in a row, was named the CHL's most valuable player. 77 points in just 52 games, Bob. He also uh, helped Canada to win World Junior Gold. Night and day difference between him and Jack Hughes. He's going to, Lafreniere, wherever he goes, he's going to come in and he's going to be a legitimate contributor right away. And uh, it's interesting with New Jersey. The two guys they got, good players. Um, I think Hughes will end up having a, a higher ceiling long term uh, than uh, than Heischer offensively, but Lafreniere is going to step in and he's going to be a much more productive player out of the gate. Off to a global news weather traffic update uh, with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.